I told someone just the other day, this is spiritual warfare. The, the days of spiritual warfare is upon us. Let me tell you, the devil has unleashed everything that he can against the people of God. You believe that? I'm not talking about just the, I'm not talking about just us. I'm talking about around the world. He is doing his best to destroy everything that he can about the kingdom of God. And I've come to tell you today that the Bible says that we have the power to cast down those principalities and those powers of darkness and the rulers of darkness that are in high places. We have the power to do that. And I want to tell you where it starts today. It doesn't start here. It starts in the prayer room. It starts in your closet of prayer. It starts with your private time with God. I'm preaching to you on this Sunday morning. This church has power to pull down the strongholds of the devil. Amen? You know, I, I, I'm convinced of this. I'm convinced of this. And I, I've said this for years. Sometimes I counsel with people and and uh, one of the first things I try to ask now is, have you prayed about this? Because let me tell you something. You can get answers in prayer you can't get from me. You can get answers in prayer that you can't get from a doctor or a psychologist or a counselor or a therapist or whatever. You can get answers from God that you can't get anywhere else. And I believe sometime that we miss the mark when we don't take everything to God in prayer. Hallelujah. So let's just do that in our private time. Who will lift your hand right now and say, Pastor, I'll pray every day this week. I'll spend some time with the Lord. I'll pray every day. I'll pray every day. Who will, who will join me and say, I'll fast all I can. If it's a day or a meal or two meals, some of you can, I understand. But I'll, I'll do my part. I'll fast. I see your hand up. I'm a women of hope are fasting right now. They're in a fast all the way to the day of Pentecost through the month of May. Hallelujah. God is going to do great things. Hallelujah. 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 I'm not going to preach all about fasting, but there's a lot of ways to fast. And you push the plate back or you do without something that you normally would do with. And I believe God honors every commitment that we make to the kingdom of God. Does anybody believe that with me today? Hallelujah. I want to read a little bit from Psalms chapter 107. And uh, you, can, you can stay seated because I'm going I'm to probably read a good bit here. Psalms chapter 107, and uh, I was praying this morning very early, and I, I was seeking God for this service. Not that I haven't already sought Him, but I was praying early, making sure that my mind was in tune with the mind of God. And um, the Lord just spoke, I've, I've never preached in this chapter that I know of, and uh, He just spoke some things to me this morning. And when I got to reading it, it lit my fire. And I hope it will light your fire. Is there any Pentecostals in this building today? Is there anybody here that even knows how to say amen? Hallelujah. I want to read a little bit, preach a little while, see what God's going to do. I believe the word of the Lord. I believe the word of the Lord. Amen. In, in Psalms 107, it's God's redemptive power that is at work. 
And David is talking about it, and he says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It didn't say let the redeemed of the Lord be quiet. It didn't say for the redeemed of the Lord to shut your mouth. It said let the redeemed of the Lord just say so. Has anybody here been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb today? You need to say so right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible said, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered them out of the lands from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south. They wandered, and he's talking about Israel, they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord. I want you to notice verse 6. And then I'm going to just skip through this chapter. But I want you to notice. He gives the scenario of what they're going through. And then he says in verse 6, Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. Verse 8. Here's where my text is coming from today. Oh! that men would praise the Lord. You didn't hear me. Oh, David said that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. I'm going to need some help up in here today because I didn't come here to have dead church and if you did, you're in the wrong church. I came here to see what the Holy Ghost wants to do today. Here's what I am convinced of. If men would start to praise the Lord, there is no telling what God would do in this tabernacle today. If men, oh, David said that men would praise the Lord. I wonder today if we could put our praise on for the next little while and see what God would do in this sanctuary when we really praise the Lord. We're going we to have praise practice today. Some of you that ain't doing nothing, you're going to get to do something. Some of you that's sitting like stoning Stone Age people, we're going to rouse you up a little bit. And if we can't rouse you up, we'll rouse you out. Amen. I'm not being mean today. Is there anybody here God's ever performed a miracle for? Has he ever brought you out? Has he ever seen you through? Has he ever laid his hand upon you in the darkness of the night? Has he ever carried you through the trouble and the tribulation of your life? You know what? Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Sit down for just a few minutes. Let me give you a couple more things before I move on. Because if you read on down, you, you, get, to, you get to see what Israel was going through. I'm good mind to read the whole chapter, but I won't. But it, the, the next few verses says that 
For he satisfied the longing of the soul. He filleth the hungry soul with goodness, such as sit in darkness and the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God. They rebelled, Israel did, had contemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor, and they fell down, and there was none to help. Notice verse 13. Then they cried. Every time they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and he broke their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. I've come to preach that Israel's not the only one that ought to be praising God. Israel's not the only one that owes God some praise. I can't answer for you, but I owe him more praise today than I could ever give him. I can't stand here and praise him enough. I can't stand here and tell him how good enough he's been to me. I can't tell you what, I, what he's done for my life, for my family, for my church, for my world. Hallelujah. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. I come to preach today, oh, that men would praise the Lord. Somebody shout it with me, oh, that men would praise the Lord. Woo! You young bucks over here, y'all better be getting with me today. I'll grab one or two of you and we'll make a lap here in a few minutes if you don't. I'll show you how old this preacher is. The Bible said in verse 19, when he talked about some more of their situation, he said, then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. You know what David said then? I wish somebody would help me praise him. That's really what he said. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. I wish somebody would just, just praise him for what he really is. I wish somebody would get a revelation of what he's really done. I wish somebody would just praise God because he is God. You want to know some more? Go down to verse 28. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. I'm telling you on this Sunday morning, you got a right and you got an obligation to praise him for the goodness of God in your life. Quit dwelling on the negative and start dwelling on what God's done for you. I found myself kneeling in my chair this morning. Nobody in this big old church but me and Jesus. You know what I was doing, John? Before I knew it, my, I wasn't doing it for show because there wasn't nobody but me and God. And I'm not telling you for accolades. But before I knew it, my hands were straight up in the air. And I was saying, thank you, Jesus. I praise your name. I give you glory above everything. You're the God of all gods. You know everything about us today. I'm here to tell you right now, I came to pray. Praise the Lord today. Who knows the shortest chapter of the Bible? 
See, I learned this when I was a kid because we had to learn so many verses every Sunday. And so we learned the shortest chapter of the Bible and we could just quote the whole thing. I know none of y'all ever done that. We wanted our little pins and ribbons and whatever else we got. But uh, it, it, it's uh, Psalms 117. Surely y'all can quote that. I'll give somebody a dollar if they can stand just quote it right now and not look at anything else. That's the shortest verse. That's not the shortest chapter. Don't put it up. I'm fixing to let, them, I'm fixing to let somebody say it. Amen. Nobody here can say Psalms 117. Huh? No, that's just the shortest verse. That's not the shortest chapter. The shortest chapter in the Bible, Psalms 117. Does anybody know what it says? I heard it. Oh, praise the Lord. All ye nations. Praise him. All you people. You ready? It's only one more verse. For his merciful kindness is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Wrapped up in that chapter is one of the most powerful things you will ever learn to do as a Christian. Because when you're down, you gotta praise him. When you're up, you gotta praise him. When things are good, you gotta praise him. If you're in a jail cell, you gotta praise him. If you're in a valley, you gotta praise him. If you're broker than Job at Job's turkey and he couldn't lean up against the fence to gobble. You gotta praise God. You don't have a choice according to the scripture. You are a praiser and a worshiper if you are a child of God and your praise has to keep going up. Praise him all nations, praise him all people. Praise him, why? Because his merciful kindness is great toward us. I wish somebody would grasp what I'm saying here today. Let me tell you, when when you're sick, keep praising God. When you don't have a job, keep praising God. When the boss is on 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 your trail, just keep praising God. When everything's going wrong, just keep praising God. I'll tell you what I've determined. I'm gonna keep my praise shoes on. I'm gonna keep my praise garments on. I traded in my garment of heaviness for a garment of praise and I came to church today because God is good and the Holy Ghost is real and there's miracles in the house. I came to praise the Lord. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. I know I know you've heard this stuff before but I'm going to say it till it's, till it's gets into your brain. Somebody said, well, I don't think it takes all that, that stuff that y'all do. Really? Last time I checked, the Bible said, clap your hands, all you people. Last time I checked, the Bible said to dance before the Lord. I know some of y'all are too dignified for that. You think, nah, it ain't take all that. Well, let me tell you something. It may not take it all, but it sure does make it better. I'd rather be doing what I'm doing right now and acting a little bit fanatic than to sit in a dead, dry church where nobody's doing nothing. Hallelujah. 
And the reason some of you's dead, because the Holy Ghost ain't got a hold of you lately. Because when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, you can't help it. You're going to raise your hands. When the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, you can't help it. You're going to clap. When the Holy, you're going to get on your feet. You can't sit there when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you. When you get to praising God because the Holy Ghost is on you, something's about to happen around you. That's when sick folks get healed. That's when lame people start walking. That's when miracles start coming. When somebody starts praising God. When the praises go up, then heaven comes down. When the praises go up, then the power of God comes down. I'm not preaching anything you can't understand today. You know, we glowed over Psalms 150, and I love Psalms 150. It's a praise chapter, the last chapter of the book of Psalms. Just be seated for a minute. Praise ye the Lord in, in verse 140, excuse me, Psalms 149. Watch what it says. Praise ye the Lord, singing of the Lord a new song, and praise, or, and his praise in the congregation of the saints. Well, I do my praising at home, preacher. Well, the Bible said praise him in the congregation. You'd think sometime we were back in the Quaker age. Anybody ever read about the Quakers? They had a guy standing in the back of the church with a long stick. If you got out of hand, he'd come and wrapped you with that stick, set you down, shut you up. Some of y'all act like Quakers today. The Lord said, praise him in the congregation of the saints. He went on to say, let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful, joyful, joyful in their king. Okay, okay, let's talk about it. So you got problems. How bad are they? So you got a situation. How bad is it? Look where you are today. Look what God's done for you today. Quit letting the devil blind you by all the negative and start talking about where you are on this Sunday because there's a lot of folks that like to be where you are. There's a lot of people like to be doing what you're doing. There's a lot of folks that don't feel what you're feeling today. You know, you dwell on that negative stuff all you want to. I come to thank God here this morning. I come to lift up my hands to him on this Sunday morning. I come to tell him, God, I may not be everything I need to be. I may not have everything I want. I may not have everything that you want me to have, but I'm here to praise you because of your goodness and your mercy and your grace and your kindness and most of all because you are the God that is above every God. So if you read in verse 3 of 149, it said, let them praise his name in the dance. See, y'all, some of you say, well, we don't believe in dancing. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We just don't believe in some of the dances the world does, some of that lewd and sensual stuff. Although I've seen some Pentecostals get out of hand. Why can't we just be honest here? I remember one that come down the aisle that looked like, oh my goodness. I was afraid she's going to break her back. I believe in dancing. I just believe in dancing with the right partner. I just believe in dancing. The Bible said let everything be done. How? Decent. Everybody say decent. Be decent when you dance. And in order, be in order when you dance. 
It's not Wednesday night, but I'm preaching a little bit here today. You know why I feel the Holy Ghost want me to say these things today? We can get in a rut where we come up here and we expect the singers to perform, the preacher to perform, the musicians to perform, and we can go through our little catechisms and we don't feel one ounce of God. Let me tell you what needs to happen. We need to pray until we're on fire and then we need to walk in here and worship like he's there. It's the last time that we're going to get to worship and worship like he is the God that he really is. Hallelujah. I don't want ever this church to lose its praise. Oh, that men would praise the Lord on this Sunday morning. Watch this now. Put It's up there. Verse, I'm in 149, verse 3. Verse 4 now. Verse 3. Let them praise him in the dance. Let them sing praise unto the Lord with a timbrel and heart. Now watch this. For the Lord... likes it. Did you hear me? The Lord likes it. He takes pleasure when his people praise him. In verse 5 it said, let the saints be joyful in glory and let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high, now watch this, high praises of God be in their mouth. You know, here's, can I give you a little humble opinion there's praise and then there's high praise. Are you with me? Watch me right here. Praise can be when I say let's all praise the Lord and you just, you know, you, you praise him. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. You're great. You're mighty. You're worshipful. You want high praise here? It's when I can't shut you up. It's when the world can't shut you up. It's praise that nobody has to drag out of you. We we need to get to the place of high praise in this church where that preacher's constantly having to say, hey, wait a minute, hold up, because high praise, you can't contain it. It's higher than the normal. It's not just your normal. It's not just going through the motions. It's not just having what we always have. It's high praise. It's getting up here and saying, nobody's going to stop me today. They tell me in, in countries where they can't worship God that people literally sit on their hands because they want to raise them so bad. They want to worship so bad. They're, they're, they got high praise going on. Somebody in this house needs a dose of high praise today. Somebody needs to get a hold of the high praises of God because he loves that. He loves that and the Bible said that the high praises of God be in your mouth because it's a two-edged sword in your hand. Woo! To execute vengeance upon the heathen and the punishment of the people. To bind the kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon them judgment written, dishonor have all his saints. And he ended with these words, praise ye the Lord. But he didn't stop there. He went right into the next chapter. You know when the Bible was written, it wasn't written in chapters. You do understand that. The chapters and the verses and all that were given to us by scholars and they kind of put it all together after it was all written. So he just kept talking in verse in chapter 150 and verse 1. He said, praise you the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary and praise him in the firmament of his power. He said, you need to pray. David's talking. He said, praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according, according to his excellent greatness. Now, I want to ask you a question today. It's okay. We're, we're good. How 
good is God and how great is God to you. I'd like to see the hand of every soul in this building that when you didn't have a hope, God gave you hope. When you didn't have an answer, God gave you an answer. You with me? So we, we ought to be praising him according to his excellent greatness. But how great he is to us as individuals, to how much he's done in our life. You see, your praise may be more than my praise because only you know what God's done for you. Only you know how many times God has picked you up when you were at your lowest point and he's set your feet back on the rock and he's given you another day and another hope and another world and another friend and another word of encouragement and he's done some things in your life that nobody else done. But you got to praise God according to his excellent greatness in your personal life. I'm going to tell you a story. I don't know if I've ever told this or not. Crystal, I'm going to tell a story about you. Don't get upset and nervous. It's nothing bad. And I do know all the good and all the bad. They ain't no bad. Did you know that? That's my daughter. Months ago, months ago, my daughter was trying to make a business decision. She, she called me on the phone. She said, Dad, she was crying. I don't know what to do. I want to do this, and somebody had a lot of money was trying to put her in business, and I mean, it was it was going to be a big debt and build a building and da-da-da-da, and she went through all this with me, and I, I said, well, Chris, I don't know all the answers, but I know God's got an answer, and, and we talked a few minutes, and I just tried to encourage her and not tell her what to do, but she hung up. She was standing out in her little mobile snow cone stand out in Starlington, and she wasn't open. She was just there. And all of a sudden, a vehicle, right after I got off the phone with her, a vehicle pulled up in her lot. And a strange lady got out. She didn't know the lady. had never seen her before. And the lady got out. And she said, I'm not here to buy a snow cone. I just want to talk to you. And so Chris said, okay. She didn't know what was coming. And the lady said, ma'am. I passed this lot a few minutes ago, and I was on my way to town. I don't live on this side of town, but I was on my way to town, and the Lord told me to stop and to tell you something. And she said, I kept driving thinking, Lord, you tell her. She said, I got all the way to OCS. That's two or three miles up the road. She said, and the Lord said, you turn around. And you go back and tell her what I told you. You correct me if I'm wrong. And she said, I turned around. And I just want to tell you today that God told me to tell you that you're going to put a building on this lot right here. And there's going to be a drive through where people can come through. You're going to face some opposition, but it's going to happen. And the Lord just wants me to know that he's going to bless you and prosper you. Is that right? And so that's not the end of the story. So, so she called me, and then she's boohooing, and she starts telling me, and I'm boohooing. And I'm saying, my God, Crystal, 
maybe it was an angel. I don't know who that was. She didn't get a license plate. She didn't know who she was. And, 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 and the woman just spoke to her, and uh, Crystal invited her to church, and, and she left. And much rolled by. And a lot of things happened, and a lot of things transpired. And, and, it, and it was a lot of opposition. And, and, and we had to go straighten the town of Sterlington out. I hope you're not watching. But we had to go straighten them out, the aldermen, you know, the, the building people, you know. And finally, we, we got all them lined up like we needed them. And, and uh, I was there. I know. I went with her. And, 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 but you know what? Just this week, we, we just kind of finished up a permanent building with a drive-through, and God's about to rain blessings. And I don't know that woman from Adam, but I know this, God sent her. I don't know a thing about it, but I know God sent her. I know exactly what she said is coming to pass. So why do you want to doubt God in all your negativity and all of your wondering and all the things that you can't figure out? Why don't you just lift your hands and say, God, I believe, and I'm thanking you, and I'm praying, and I believe it's going to happen. And every once in a while through that time, over the months, she'd say, well, Dad, don't you think we ought to be down here? I said, woman, Crystal, that woman said you's going to be right here. We're going to be where that woman said we ought to be. Everything she said is coming to pass, so we're going to believe. God. Who is she? I don't know who she is, but I know God can send angels unaware. And I know God can take care of people. You just got to keep praising God. Praise Him through the storm. Praise Him through the trouble. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. I wish I had my trumpet. I'd Grab it right now because the next verse says, Praise him with the sound of a trumpet. Praise him with a psaltery and harp. Praise him with a timbrel. Is that a tambourine? Is that, what's a timbrel? Tambourine? I ain't got one. If I did, I'd dance for y'all right now. Because the Bible said, Praise him with a timbrel and dance. Oh, I know, I know you're too dignified, but you ain't gonna be when I get through because God's got his hand on you today. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise him on the loud cymbals right there. Praise him on the high-sounding cymbals right there. And then he said this. He, I want you to do this. I've said this many times, but you gotta do it with me right now. I want you to reach over and grab your neighbor's hand, look him right in the eye and say, are you breathing? Come on, Mitchell, are you breathing? Get up. Are you breathing? Jimmy, are you breathing? Because the Bible said if you're breathing, you ought to be praising God. Let everything that has breath. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. You know what the Bible said? You can stand or sit. I don't care. You know what the Bible said? You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You are a peculiar people. You know why he said all of that? He said that you should show forth praises of him who have called you out of darkness into marvelous light. 
I refuse to sit in the back of a cave. I refuse to sit in the back of a prison. I refuse to sit in the, in the shackles and the bonds. I refuse to do that one else longer. I'm going to become a Paul and a Silas of the 21st century. It's, I'm going to sing praises in the midnight hour. I'm going to sing praises when things aren't looking good. I'm going to sing praises when things aren't like I want them to be. I'm going to keep praising God. Oh, that man would praise the Lord today. You see, David said, while I live, will I praise the Lord. While I live, I will sing praises unto my God while I, am, while I have any being. In other words, if I'm breathing, if I'm able, if I can lift one finger. Now, everybody don't praise the Lord the same. I'm not telling you you got to do the same thing I do. I know none of you is going to act stupid as I do. But I will tell you something. you got to praise and you got to get it out. you got something to praise God for. You can praise him sitting down. You can praise him with your hands raised. You can praise him in the clap. You can praise him with a loud voice. You can praise him with your tears. You can praise him however you need to praise him but whatever you do you got to get a praise out to God today I will bless the Lord at all times David said I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth Hallelujah. Woo! That's it, Brother Tony. Get that praise out. Get that praise. When praises go up, heaven comes down. When praises go up, miracles start taking place. You need healing today. I double dog dare you to step out, put your hands up, and walk down this aisle and believe God for healing right now. I got to praise and I got to get it out. I got to praise and I got to get it out. Oh, that Christian life would learn to praise God. Listen, listen. Second Chronicles chapter 20. You can read it all when you get home. But the Lord was speaking to Jehoshaphat. And he said, you shall not need to fight this battle. Set yourselves and stand still. And just see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. He said, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. I want to show you what happened. They went to war. I'm skipping down to the 22nd verse because that's where the meat is. He said, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord, not them, not the armies of Israel, the Lord set 
ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Why? Because somebody praised God. Somebody praised God. I feel of the Holy Ghost to say what I'm about to say. There's some of you right now that want to be so loose in the Holy Ghost and you're so afraid what somebody's going to say about you. I bind that demonic spirit. I bind that quenching of the Holy Ghost. I bind that thing that is holding you back. I bind that devil that's trying to talk you out of it. I'm speaking in the name of Jesus today. God, leave, let him be loosed in the Holy Ghost right now. Right now. Somebody shout right now. So you know I got to go here. You know I got to go here. I need a silence. Come here, Gary. Be my silence. Sit down right here by me. You may have to help me up, or I may, uh, I may have to help you up. I don't know which one of us can get up first. When you do like this, you got to think there's anything else you need to do while you're down here. Paul and Silas was in jail. They weren't in jail because they had robbed the local Walgreens. They weren't in jail because they had killed anybody. They were in jail because they were preaching truth. And they didn't just put them in jail. If you go read the scripture, they were in the inner prison. They was way back in there. It was dirty. It was filthy. It was a dungeon. They had stocks and bonds on their feet and their, their hands. They were not free men. Rats running everywhere. Prisoners cursing. Dark, smelly. Not a great condition for praise. Somebody in this room shout with me midnight. Midnight. You do know that midnight is the darkest hour of the night. You do understand that. It was midnight. It was just midnight in the day. It was midnight in their life. They'd never been where they are right now, Brother Gage. They, they were in a shape. Now, they could have done one or two things. Paul could have looked at Silas and said, man, we're in a mess. We shouldn't have never said what we said. I wish we'd have kept our mouth shut. I tell you, this has got us in a shape here. My back's hurting from that beating I took. There's blood all over me. My clothes are filthy. I hadn't looked like this ever. I'm in a mess. I wish God get us out of here. I wish the Lord just shake his own jail out. I wish God deliver me from my trial. You know what's been on my mind all week? Let me tell you what the Holy Ghost said to me. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The trial of your faith is more precious than gold. <laughs> the trial of your faith is more precious than gold. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. You may be going through it, but the trial of your faith is more precious than gold. They didn't say any of that garbage. You know what they did? Paul looked over to Silas, or maybe Silas and Paul, I don't know. He said, I think we ought to sing. What are we going to sing? I don't know, but we need to sing. It's dark in here. 
They think they've got us where they want us. Let's just sing and worship God. I don't know what they sang. I don't have a clue what they sang. But I can tell you this. The Bible said at midnight, they started singing and praising God. And suddenly, are you listening? The old jailhouse began to shake. And the stocks and the bonds fell off. Not just off of them, but off of every prisoner in that jailhouse. I got to praise and I got to let it out. were gone. They were free by praise. By praise. By praise. Come here, Chris. Come here. Hallelujah. Bring your wife with you. I feel the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just feel the Holy Ghost. Come here. Devil's lied to you long enough. I know where you are and I know what you want. And I know what God wants to do. I rebuke it every demon of hell that's come against you and your family and your ministry and the things that God wants to do in your life. In the name of Jesus, loose him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. I got to praise. That's it. That's it right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, praise God in your jail today.